It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Vimerd Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Ice Sports Custom Fish Houses, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into our fishing opener special 2020 brought to you by a Gander Outdoors and RV. And what a fishing opener it is. We're in strange times right now. We'll talk with the DNR a little bit later on in the show and let you know just how different things are going to be with this COVID-19 pandemic. But not to worry. We've got lake reports from all across the state. We'll also keep you updated on the latest techniques and tactics and some new equipment that are out there that uh, anglers may find handy. All that and more on our special Brainerd Outdoors Fishing Opener 2020. Brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. Oars and Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement for your lakeside living. The getaway to the Cuyuna Lakes area. Oars and Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick off the show with our local report. As always, Nate Blazing joins us. Nate with S&W Guide Service. And here we are, Nate, our fishing opener special here on Brainerd Outdoors. I don't know about you. Did this weekend kind of sneak up on you with everything that's been going on and our minds are kind of on other things right now? This weekend really snuck up on me. How about you? Absolutely, Brian. It's funny you say that because I literally missed an entire week. I thought we had another week before it was going to hit. So I'm kind of rushing, just got my new boat and trying to break in the motor. I don't even have the walleye rods in there yet, just got the panfish stuff. So, yeah, somehow I missed out on an entire week. So I'm happy, uh, but at the same time, I get to get some stuff done here ASAP. You know, you and I were talking off air, too. I mean, we're going to deal with cold water temps uh, this week, and, and you and I were just kind of sharing some stories about how weather has just been so weird the last couple of years we've had some decent openers but then you and i were talking about one opener that we had with snow and and everything and and now it looks like maybe that could be the case for this weekend as well so uh you know you just never know that's minnesota opener in general like we said you know a couple of years ago we had the heater in the boat and it was so windy and snowy it kept blowing it out our eyelets were freezing you couldn't use braid line couple other years i remember with my shirt off getting a suntan and 87 degrees so i guess that's part of the beauty of minnesota opener is you never know what to expect and you pretty much just got to embrace whatever mother nature gives you and go with it and make the best of it And i think everyone for the most part they're just going to be happy being able to get out in the boat uh get you know get away from all the other stuff going on and just uh enjoy for sure. Where are we at, Nate? I know you've been doing a lot of crappie fishing lately, and I and I think that's the route I'm going to go this weekend is uh, target them with these colder water temps because I think the walleyes are going to be a little on the finicky side. But where are we at as far as water temps go right now that you've seen? Yeah, the water temps for your, your big bodies of water, like the main body of gull is right around that 50-degree range, give or take a degree or so, degree or two, I should say. Uh, some of the smaller bays and the smaller lakes, we're seeing that upper 50 range, a lot of 56, 57, 58. You know, as the day goes on, if the sun's out, you gain a couple degrees. And that has really came into play with uh, what's going on with the crappie fight. I'd say it's been pretty darn good overall. Uh, it's not prime time yet. It's not gangbusters. You definitely have to work for them. Um, but as those temperatures fluctuate, we've been seeing those fish go from the shallows getting ready to spawn and then it cools off a little bit and it pushes them out so 
usually don't have to move too far, but it's more of a depth game that if you don't find them in the shallows, if you literally cast out the other side of the boat is what we've been doing and kind of surprised that, you know, they're pretty darn close, but they're just a little deeper. So some really nice fish, and you just got to work for them a little bit. Um, the one interesting thing that I, I would say we've noticed more this year than we have in the past is how particular they have been to the colors of the jigs we've been using. Um, pinks and whites are usually pretty popular, uh, one of my favorites, and there's been days where you cannot get a bite on that. We had to play around with a go to a chartreuse and white, and they wouldn't touch a pink and white. You put another chartreuse on, and the other guy's catching just as many fish. Last night it was similar. It had to be white with a little pink on it. So um, if you're not getting them, just keep switching up those colors. Uh, like I said, it kind of took me back how particular they've been on a few days. But once you get them dialed in, it's been pretty fun. Have you been able to find some weeds out there at all, uh, Nate? Or, because right now that a lot of people that you know they say getting the weeds is the best thing to do. Have you been able to find some of that? Yeah, the lily pads are starting to come up. Um, so again, you're looking for soft bottom, and that's where you're going to have the lily pads. The other key is to look for the broken off old rushes from from last year. Those crappies are slowly just starting to move up into that. Um, there is some green vegetation, not a ton of it. But, again, if you're finding lily pads or those rushes, you're going to be probably in the pretty close proximity of where you should be. You just got to keep moving around. And they have been, I should say, in particular places. You know, a lot of stuff looks the same on a shoreline. And all of a sudden you go 20 yards and you hit the mother load and you go either direction of that and they're they're not there. And those schools just seem to be moving a little bit. Lots of little bait fish. You can see a ton of little minnows down in the water, too. So I'm guessing they're kind of following those minnows around and actively feeding on that. So if the minnows move, the fish move. With walleyes, Nate, everything opener is always jigging a minnow, jigging a minnow. Uh, with these colder water temps, is that going to work, or would you maybe switch things up a little bit? Well, that's that's the million-dollar question, Brian, um, and Part of, you know, going into opener, you never quite know what to do, so you got to be versatile and ready to move around and try different things. But that's, you know, I'm starting off with a jig and a minnow, particularly a spot tail, if you can find them. Um, that seems to be the bait of choice for the early spring, and it, it does make a big difference. Um, the key that I found with the jig and minnow, especially in the Brainerd area with the clear lakes, is you got to make some long casts, get that thing as far away from the boat as you can, and then with these cold water temps, um, real slow retrieve, not an active snap jerk. I've been doing more of a drag the last couple of years through the sand, and that seems to be they'll absolutely pin it to the bottom or crush it. Um, that's going to be kind of the starting point. And then I also use a jig and a plastic quite a bit, a paddle tail. Um, I like to use the bee fish and tackle pulsar three and a quarter inch uh, paddle tails. Um, not that particular kind matters for a brand, but there's lots of plastics out there. The key with the three and a quarter inch is I think right now, again, with the colder temps, you want a smaller profile and the same thing, you bring that retrieve real slow, just enough to get that paddle tail to move a little bit and then give it a pause and then give it a little, uh, drag in. So you're not real actively snap jigging at this point. Um, the other thing that we usually transition is to Lindy rigging. That's a very popular method. Um, the key there, I would say again, is with the cold stuff, go slow and get that Lindy rig far back, long line to get away from the boat. Cause you can literally see the fish in these shallow water. Um, as the boat approaches it, they just, they part, they go on each side of the boat and it takes them, you know, a few yards before they come back. And so if you have your, your Lindy rig back there far enough, by the time you get 
through those fish, they'll be back in your, your path again. So, um, and then the last one that we use quite a bit is just using rapalas, whether you're trolling or casting. I like to cast a number seven rapala shad wrap and starting off, you know, I'm probably going to look in that four to 12 foot range, I'd say. That rapala, again, a very slow retrieve, just enough to get a wiggle. And then once in a while, I'll give a little jerk to make it dig down, and you want to hit the sand every once in a while as you're retrieving. And so those are going to be my starting points, not to say that that's going to work, but uh, the last few years we've had pretty good success with that, so we'll see what happens. How is, you mentioned bait, uh, how is Sherry doing there at S&W Bait there in Brainerd on 371 North? Uh, is she pretty confident she'll be okay going into that, or has that been a struggle this spring? Well, it's, it's an ongoing issue right now. I stopped up there yesterday and checked out the bait supply and talked with her. She's doing pretty good right now. She had leeches, different sizes. She had a bunch of rainbow chubs that looked really nice, a uh, whole tank full of golden shiners, fatheads, sucker minnows, crappie minnows. The, you know, the calls that are all coming in, everyone wants spot tail shiners. And right now she does not have any. Um, hopeful that she might get some, but the water temps, again, for the main lakes, Mille Lacs, uh, Winnie, Upper Red Lake, they're just not warm enough for the main run to happen. I've heard of a few bait shops further up north that have a few gallons, but not a whole lot. So she's doing everything in her control to get some spot sales in, but we're kind of at the mercy of uh, Mother Nature there. So, you know, who knows? We'll see. I'm hopeful, though. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, a couple other things, Nate, before we let you go. Number one, um, boat etiquette. You people, I, I have a feeling that the landings are just going to be packed uh, this weekend, and people just need to really just be patient and and all of that because uh, it's going to be pretty busy. I think. Yep, and you've already been seeing it here, whether it's during the week or the past few weekends. Uh, I think again, everyone's looking for a release and a way to get outside. Uh, the landings have been absolutely packed. So I think that's what we're going to see this weekend, too. The cold might keep a few people off, but, again, it's opener and people are going to want to get out. So just be courteous, you know, try and keep that in mind. Uh, I thought of this a bunch last year at our spring walleye lines banquet. Uh, Wade Hoppajoki spoke for Smiles for Jake, and he made a comment that I try to take to heart, and that's, you know, when you start getting frustrated, someone's taking more time than you'd like or this or that, rather than get frustrated, you know, try and help them out. This year it might be a little hard to help them out since the social distancing and stuff, but just be patient. You know, it's if you lose five minutes, ten minutes, it's not going to ruin your day. So, uh, But with that being said, you know, if people can test out their equipment ahead of time, that always helps out or... Uh, get the boats unstrapped and that stuff ahead of time. There's nothing worse when you pull into a landing spot and someone takes half an hour to unload bikes, this and that. So just kind of keep that in mind and help each other out and be courteous and we'll all be fine. And you mentioned the Walleye Alliance. Uh, you guys unfortunately had to cancel your banquet this year for obvious reasons and your tournament. But there was something you brought up a couple of weeks ago when we had you on the show as an app that you guys are using. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, in light of having to cancel those things, unfortunately, which was, uh, that still is a little uh, disheartening to me, but uh, it is what it is. Um, in lieu of our online tournament, or excuse me, our in-person tournament, we are doing an online tournament through an app that's called Fish Donkey. So if you go to your app store on your cell phone, you download that free app, and then you just do a search for Walleye Alliance. Um, our terminal pop-up. It costs 50 bucks to enter. Uh, it's from 
opener at midnight all the way through the end of May. You can fish any Minnesota water, so it's not just particular to uh, the Brainerd area, but for the most part, the majority of the people we have entered are in the Brainerd area. And uh, it's going to be some very nice payouts. We're going to go quite a ways down the line, and we're kind of doing somewhat like the JCs did where you pick some random spots further down 15th, 20th, 25th, and, and have a nice pot of money there uh, to make it a little more random. And uh, each person can weigh in their biggest fish. You can weigh in multiple fish, but your biggest one will be the only one that counts. So um, all the information, though, is on that app once you search our tournament in terms of the rules. It's a picture. You take a picture on a ruler, and it's your longest fish, so it's not done by weight. Then you can catch and release if you want. But uh, we've got quite a few people signed up for that. Um, there is some information up at the bait shop, too, S&W Bait Shop. I, I put a flyer up there. So uh, we're hopeful for, you know, something fun to do and add a little competitiveness to it. So with all the tournaments that are being canceled, we figure this might be a good way to capture some interest from folks. For sure. So Fish Donkey is the app you want to uh, download. And then basically just search Brainerd Walleye Alliance. Yep, just even Walleye Alliance, and it, it pops up right away. We're the only one with a name similar to that for a contest right now. So it's pretty self-explanatory. I've had some questions from folks that weren't quite sure, and once they get in there, it's, it's pretty easy, and they, they got it. We also have um, some of that information on the Walleye Alliance Facebook page. There's a banner running there that you can get some more information, and I think a link as well as on our webpage. So there's multiple ways to find that tournament. Last thing before I let you go, Nate, uh, I don't want people following you around or anything like that, but uh, where are you going to open up uh, on uh, this weekend? Well, I usually wait and see what happens when I get up in the morning, whatever way the truck takes me. But <laughs> uh, historically speaking, kind of a tradition. My dad and I like to fish together. I would get my daughters out and my wife, but I think it's going to be a little chilly in the morning for that. But we'll probably end up on golf. Um probably my favorite lake in the area there's so many different ways to fish out there and enough water to get away from people but i think that's going to be our starting point uh i've been out there a little bit again for crappies and, and breaking the motor in i uh, haven't had a whole lot of time to kind of even look for fish but um i think this year should be pretty similar to the last couple of years we've had with cooler water so probably be a little better bite later in the day as that if the sun comes out and warms the water otherwise it's going to be yes yeah, stay shallow Try it real slow and just keep moving around until you contact fish because uh, usually if you find one right now, you're probably going to find quite a few of them. But uh, goals, I think, where we're going to be to start. Nate Blazing, he is with S&W Guide Service. Nate, if people want more info on you, how can they get it? Uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Nate Blazing, B-L-A-S-I-N-G. Otherwise, give Sherry a call up at S&W uh, Bait Shop. She does all of our guide service bookings um, at 829 seven zero one zero and i should mention that we're currently not doing guide trips um with the stay-at-home order we're hoping to be able to open that up here in a couple weeks um so if you do have interest in a guide trip you can talk to sherry and she'll kind of take care of you and we'll be in contact in terms of when that opens up and we're able to do that so nate i appreciate it good stuff as always good luck this weekend stay safe stay healthy and we'll talk to you soon absolutely thanks brian if you get out good luck as well We'll have more Brainerd Outdoors fishing opener special after this on B93.3.
Whether it's for fun, sport, or hunting, if you love to shoot, you know it's important to go to a gun shop that has everything you need. That's Freedom Firearms in Brainerd. Freedom Firearms isn't a huge gun shop, which means Russ, the owner, attends to his customers. They carry rifles, shotguns, pistols, suppressors, distance precision rifles, plus ammo and accessories and gunsmithing. Plus, they offer $25 transfer fees. Buy, sign, or trade at Freedom Firearms, two blocks east of the historic water tower between Little Caesars and O'Reilly. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, our fishing opener special. And back with us, we haven't chatted with him in quite a while, but uh, he is back and will be back with us throughout the summer. And that is uh, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Ray, uh, welcome back. How you been? Well, it's great to be back, and as you know, Brian, I went through a little bout with cancer uh, over this winter. I had uh, lymphoma and a stem cell transplant, and I'm doing really well, and I'm, I'm very happy to be back. I had my transplant in November, and uh, I'm, my six-month anniversary is coming up here soon, cancer-free so far, so it's wonderful to be back, and I didn't expect to have to come back to a virus. but none of us expected that and it's changed uh, my life because I have to be very very careful but it's changed everyone's life and uh, it's interesting because one of the rules that the governor has now is that guides are non-essential employees so even though we are guides it looks like we're not going to be guiding for a while (laughs) which makes it kind of interesting but it's going to be so great uh, this Saturday morning here to get out on the water and to see people out on the lakes and uh, even though it seems like the last three years we've had such cool weather, it you know looked like it was going to be nice a week ago. And look at here, 20-some degrees in parts of the state today. Um, and that's just the way it's been for about three years in a row. But uh, at least it's not blizzardy and it's not 30 below zero, and uh, we're, we're going to get out and have a good time. And I think I'd like to start out a little bit talking about um, the, the uh, license sales have been phenomenal. Uh, as of Thursday, 100,000 over this time last year, 100,000 extra licenses that have been sold, sales of all type of Minnesota fishing licenses through uh, this week. Uh, they're up about 45 to 50 percent. The sales of resident youth licenses also, the 16 and 17-year-olds, is up over 13,000. And sales of individual conservation licenses, good for fishing and small game licenses, are, are up 68%. So for the DNR and for our budgets, that's really some wonderful news. And even the non-resident anglers who are being asked to stay away because of the COVID-19, are, uh, those license sales are up over 31% from last year. So to start out the year, I think that's just amazing, uh, and it's a very good thing. And I think one of the things that's driving licenses for the youth are the fishing clubs that we have across the state that are growing, and that's just wonderful to see. And I'm going to start out jumping up to uh, Winnie, because we do a report every year, and we tie in with High Banks, with uh, Kim and Rick up there, Leonhart, and uh, the resorts are open, and their resort is open. The lodge is going to be closed, and they're following all of the COVID rules and regulations, and uh, they're going to be wearing masks, and they're going to be doing all of the special treatments that they do, and they're asking all of their guests to uh, keep their distances, as the uh, our health department is recommending that we do. But they are open. 
And there are a number of resorts uh, this weekend that are open, and that's great to see because our resorts are are small businesses, and as we know, our small businesses are really taking a pounding. So if you're going to High Banks, you can stay in um, one of their uh, cabins, and you can go fishing, and you can order takeout from the lodge, but the lodge will be closed. Um, and you can still buy drinks and food to take it into your cabin, and then uh, everybody's interacting with each other under the rules of the health department. Uh, Just a couple tidbits, too, because when I was talking with Kim today, she said that the 2018 hatch of the walleyes on Winnie was the largest ever recorded by the DNR. And the interesting thing was last year, 2019, that amount was up another 30%. Now, that isn't going to uh, translate into big walleye numbers necessarily this year for those two-year classes, but down the road, that could mean some really good information. And the year classes right now, I think 2017, 2016, are very healthy in Winnie, and um, the perch population is also very healthy in Winnie. So one thing to consider this uh, early season is to jump up to uh, Lake Winnie and uh, get a good workout up there. Uh, I also talked a little uh, bit, what texted back and forth with Mark Bacigalupi, uh, who is the fisheries manager for the Brainerd Lakes area. <clears throat> and I was asking him, even though we don't have our muskie season starting um, until June, we have muskies in, in Gall Lake now, as people know. And I was asking him uh, what sizes those are. And he's thinking now that the uh, early muskies they planted in 2016 <clears throat> are now in that low 30-inch range. So those things are growing pretty well. And they also stocked muskies in uh, last year. <clears throat> and they were expecting to plant muskies this year, but because they uh, froze all of the muskie uh, walleye collecting of eggs and all that kind of information, uh, that stopped. And so they're going to reevaluate what, what they'll do if they'll plant more muskies next year or the year after they haven't decided. But the muskie population, uh, we don't know what it is yet in Gull Lake, but there are some very nice uh, sized fish coming along there. I asked Mark what uh, the Brainerd Lakes area looks like right now, and I know it's hard uh, to base anything off this spring, but they did have fall samples last year. And <clears throat> Gull Lake is struggling a little bit because um, they didn't have great uh, year classes in 2015 and 2016. It's doing okay, but it's not doing as well as North Long. <clears throat> North Long had a great 2016 class, 2015 class, and those fish have been holding up really well. So one thing you might want to consider this summer, in this early spring, is to give North Long a, a look because there has been a really uh, good, healthy population of them there. Um, the other thing he said was that um, they did stock in 20, um, I'm trying to remember now what year it was, I think it was 2018, they stocked um, fingerlings in Gall Lake, and so they're going to be measuring those fingerlings to see how big they are and see what they look like, and um, that could mean uh, some pretty good fishing this year and next year if those fingerlings have had a good growth spurt. Kind of interesting, if you're uh, a person that fishes Winnie or Leech, uh, the ice conditions in the winter there, especially in the late winter and early spring, were terrible. And so there was not a lot of fishing pressure there. So I think the DNR is thinking that um, 20, uh, or rather this fishing on leech, 
on Winnie. It should be very, very good because there was not a lot of fish taken out of those lakes this spring. So that should be very, very, very nice. So um, water temperatures are plenty cool, 49, 52 degrees, 53 degrees. I'm thinking uh, if you're going to be fishing early on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we're going to have a cold front come through, maybe even some showers and some snowflakes. Look shallow. I think a lot of people forget to go and look into real shallow water, and I'm talking two and three feet of water, especially if we have wind. Fish the wind, fish shallow. Jigs and minnows should work well. Uh, just as a, to, of a summary, I uh, checked with Sherry at S&W Bait, which is one of our biggest bait shops in the central Minnesota. Not a lot of spot tail shiners because it's too cold to collect them, <clears throat> but the rainbows are beautiful. And the fatheads are a very nice size, too. So get into those bait shops, um, buy some of those nice minnows, and get out there and give it a whirl. Are you going to be fishing at all uh, this weekend, Ray? Are you taking your grandson out? Yep, I'm absolutely fishing on leech. I'm fishing in an area where I can put my boat in and not be around people. And then um, I'm just staying away from people the whole time. Yeah, can't blame you there. Well, we appreciate the info as always, Ray. You always bring it to the table, no doubt about that. Glad to see you're doing healthy. Stay healthy. We're glad to have you back. Can't wait to have you back throughout the rest of the summer, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much, and you have a great weekend. And to all of our listeners, be safe. More of Brainerd Outdoors Fishing Opener Special after this, brought to you by Gander Outdoors and RV. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, our fishing opener special, and we head out to Mille Lacs, where I'm sure a lot of anglers are going to be targeting uh, this uh, fishing opener. We bring in Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. And Steve, I, I would imagine uh, that with these cold water temps, uh, things might be a little tricky on Mille Lacs uh, this weekend. Definitely, Brian. I'm, I'm, I think we're, what we're looking at is, you know, like you said, with the cold water temperatures, the last week has been up and down, up and down. I think we're going to be looking at a good bite, but it's going to be a slow presentation. You know, um, I love to Lindy rig. That's what I'd be doing for walleyes uh, this time of year with opening weekend. But I think I'm going to be sitting back, soaking a leech underneath a bobber, no more than four inches off the bottom. Like you said, these colder water temperatures is going to make the bite a little different, and I think a presentation in front of their noses is going to be hard for them to resist. Where are the goods, you know, basically what you want to find some of that warmer water, Steve, or sand bottom and shallow? Where, where on the lacks can you find that? Uh, and, you know, that's a great question, Brian. Anywhere right now you're going to find sand and silt uh, and rock also absorbs heat of the sun, believe it or not. Uh, your shallow water bays, Cove Bay, Waka Bay, Isle Bay, Vineland Bay are going to be doing good. Find the drop-offs on, in these bays and everything, like where it goes from 8, 10, 12 feet down to 16. Uh, case in point, Vineland Bay was a really good one for many years and still is. We'd get on the drop-off and we would Lindy rig right on the edge of the drop-off, I should say, or we would bobber fish and just knock the heck out of them. So places like that is going to be your primary goal. You know, early in the morning, find those main drop-offs, sit up on the edge of the drop-off, and I think you're going to have some fun. Uh, also, this time of year, uh, I, you know, you could try out on uh, larger areas, like uh, Indian Point is a good area over by uh, 
up there by Garrison. You've got the reefs and everything coming out. Those points might be good, but I wouldn't fish more than 14 to 16 feet. The most right now, concentrate on no more than 14 feet, and I think you're going to do real well. Like I said, and I hate to repeat, I sound like a broken record, but take it, you know, as a hint. Find where the drop-off is, where the rub- where the transition zone is. The transition is where it goes from sand to rubble, and that's where the fish will be for walleye fishing. What about getting into the weeds, Steve? Uh, is that more for pike and, and maybe crappies, if you can find a weed bed out there? You know, that's a great question, Brian. Weeds do attract walleyes. You know, for many, many years I got called up uh, by two professional walleye trail fishermen, and they'd ask me the same question, Steve, are the walleyes still in the weeds? And I'd tell them both the same thing. They haven't left. There are walleyes that are structure-oriented to weeds and weeds only, and they never leave. You know, look at it. The weed bed Brian offers a smorgasbord of all places. You know, long story short, you've got the food chain. You've got the oxygen from uh, the weeds. attracts phytoplankton, zooplankton, microorganisms. Here comes minnows. Here comes perch, sunfish, bass, crappie, a little bit northern, and uh, walleye right there gorging themselves. So you've got two different types, three different types of fishing. You can go with the sand and silt uh, as one. You can try the rocks, which I think it might be a little early unless they're really close to shore, like Anderson's Reef, Rocky Reef, you know, on the west side. And you can try the weed beds. I always sat up on the edge of the weeds with a three to four inch sucker minnow, and we'd get two times as many walleyes as we would northern pike. And that's the way we concentrated. If it's a really windy, windy Saturday and Sunday, Go into the bays, and you will catch walleyes. That was going to be my next question, Steve. If you are fishing, like you said, sand or rock bottoms, but if you get into the weeds, how does that change your tactics? Uh, I would still, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, doing any linda rigging or bottom bouncing, especially bottom bouncing a little early this time of year. What I would do for changing tactic, Brian, was I would get on the edge of the weeds or find the inside pocket of the weed bed and drop a sucker minnow in it. With a float, you know, nothing more than three, four inches for a sucker minnow, and don't fish more than maybe at the most 12 inches or 14 inches off the bottom. Keep in mind, walleyes are bottom feeders, too, just like they were in pike at times, and they will be bottom structure orientated. So fish no more than a foot off the bottom. I'm a firm believer in no more than six inches off the bottom at times, and you might have more luck than you can imagine. What is the bait situation? Because there's uh, quite a few bait shops around Mille Lacs. Uh, is the live bait pretty good in stock right now, Steve? It's been tough. I've been going all around different bait shops and everything. I find some here, find some there. A lot of bait shops have already been sold out on a certain, you know, amount of um, of bait and tackle and everything. I've tried back uh, towards St. Cloud and everything. Tried a few bait shops there, like I walked into Shields the other day to uh, grab some stuff. Actually, you, you hurry in, you hurry out, and their bait supply is just about gone. So, you know, and that shows you it's just been been incredible other bait shops are, are facing the same situation you know what what was um, a good majority of bait most of it's now gone nowadays because people have been stocking up ahead of time which is good they're on top of the game but for the guys that are a little bit slower it's tough so uh you get what you get you know this time of the year it's getting late in the season to find your bait and one other thing i've talked to a lot of anglers they said what they're going to do this weekend is they're going to target crappies more than they're going to target walleyes and Mille Lacs can be known for some big crappies in there, as well as some of those lakes around Mille Lacs, Steve. What can you tell us on that front? 
Uh, another good question. In fact, that's what my what my bride of so many years and I were thinking about doing is targeting those big black crappies. You want to fish um, the shallow waters. They're coming into the back bays. They're staging, getting ready for the spawn. A lot of pictures being shown on Facebook and uh, the fishing forms from Alax Lake. A lot of nice, nice crappies, 12, 13, 14 inches people are catching. You know, 13, 14, 15 inches, toss them back. Uh, eat the smaller ones, but uh, your bays right now is your are your targets. Vineland Bay has a good majority of crappies in it. Isle Bay, Isle Bay, the hole back there has a nice selection of crappies. Head over to Father Hennepin there on the west side of Isle Bay. That silt bottom has a ton of crappies. Head over towards the landing on the east side of Isle Bay where that little Canes River runs in past McCoy's. You can stand right there on the dock and catch them left and right. Same thing with Max Twin Bays, that area up and through there. Those huge docks, wooden piers attract all kinds of minnows and stuff. Crappies are big time right up there right now. Garrison has crappies in them just as well. Check around the uh, weed beds are the, are the main target. Cold Bay has a ton of crappies, too. A little bit tougher fishing in Cold Bay as it is in Wacom Bay. But, uh, yeah, hitting the backwaters, hit those backwater bays, Brian, where there's some new weed growth, where there's some old dead weeds, and where there's plenty of bulrushes, you will find your crappies right now. And the sunnies are starting to make a good come on strong also right now. And what about pike? If people are wanting to target them, Steve, uh, back into the weeds again? Definitely. Back into the weeds. Your northern pike are like your muskies. Soon after ice out, they go into the shallow waters to stage for the upcoming spawn. And they're going to be starting after the spawn. They're going to be putting on the feed bag. Well, a couple of different presentations I like to use for northern pike. Um, one was we did a few years ago. We got pike up to 17 pounds. Fish along the edge of the bulrushes. I knew where the bulrushes were in one bay in particular, where it went from 8 feet down to 13 feet. We sat on the edge of the drop-off with sarcominos and bobbers, and oh my gosh, we laid waste to them. Had fun, kept the smaller ones, you know, not even a limit, and threw back the bigger ones. So sarcominos work real good. Four to six inches is what I prefer this time of year. You control with a spoon. Uh, Johnson Silver Minnow works good. Uh, you can cast. Right now, this time of year, Brian, I would if you're not going to go live bait, I would prefer trolling with a spinner type. Something like the Fidelity Musket Candy Spin has been really well. Two little Colorado blades. It's got a white tail and back. You could tip it with a sucker minnow. Uh, troll uh, daredevils. You know, you buy the, get the Lou Eppinger daredevil. It's, there's a reason that daredevil's patented. It's got such a seductive action to it. No one else can copy it legally. So that, those are your options right now. And, uh, yes, Northern Pike love shiners and red-tailed chubs. Problem is, they're just a little bit more expensive than the Sacramentos. And one last thing, Steve. Uh, obviously, with the times we're in right now, social distancing, maybe some people don't want to go out. Uh, the landings are going to be really, really busy. If people want to shore fish around Malax, where are some good places to go? Great question. Again, you've got yourself a good area over there by Isle. You've got a couple piers you can fish off. You've got a pier for the public to fish off of walk on over there. Most resorts, if you ask them nicely, will let you come out to their uh, piers to fish, you know, which is a good air, uh, good thing to do. You know, if they charge, give them, a, you know, give them five bucks to stand there from shore and everything. You know, they'll appreciate the money and everything. Uh, just get out and have fun. You know, it's uh, like you said, nowadays with the social distance, it's going to be a little tough. Like I mentioned last week, the game wardens are going to be at the landing, and they want to make sure you're all one family. But, yeah, you'll find a lot of short fishing and everything, and you'll have a good time, I guarantee it. And the last thing I'll, I'll leave you with, Steve, is the fact that if you are going to be, you know, putting boats in, I, I, I just got a feeling the landings are going to be packed uh, this weekend. And so... 
courtesy has got to be the biggest thing. Be patient, be courteous. Definitely. I wrote an article about it. I watched uh, the casino landing, we call it, by the west side, by the uh, casino there, one of the biggest landings on Mille Lacs. I sat there and I watched. I wasn't fishing, Brian. I just went there to watch the falling. Boat number seven, you could see there was troubles waiting. By the time he got to his, his turn to uh, back in his boat is when he decided to take his three bicycles out, his dresser, and a TV he had sitting in there with a small grill. Folks, wait. Don't wait till you get to the landing to have your boat and your tarp off. Have it all done way ahead of time. Get in there, get out of there, and like you just said, Brian, be courteous, and everything will go smooth. Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate it as always, buddy. Good stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. You as well. More of Brainerd Outdoors Fishing Opener Special after this on B93.3, brought to you by Gander Outdoors and RV. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, our fishing opener special, and we bring in Mark Bajikalupi. He is the fisheries manager here in Crowing County and also uh, Southern Cass County. And Mark, I, I would imagine DNR, you know, it's been kind of tough for you guys. A lot of them have been having to work from home and stuff, but uh, here we are, fishing opener weekend. Yeah, excited for the opener weekend. Uh, spring is progressing along here. Um, we're really glad we were able to kind of continue our fishing our fishing opener traditions in Minnesota. So cold water temps, I think, are going to be the story this weekend, uh, Mark. Uh, do, how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting spring, I would say, uh, kind of progressing pretty well. We were having a nice warming trend and waters were starting to get into the low 60s and some of those shallow basins and crappies were starting to show up finally. Seemed like forever. Uh, seemed like a long month of April where they were nowhere to be found, and uh, and then we have a little cool down here again. <laughs> but uh, you know, some of the, some of the shallower basins are in the mid 50s right now, and if you can find that water in the 60s, you know, you might be seeing those panfish showing up and getting more active. That would be fun for the opener. I think that's what people are going to be doing. This is my thought. People are going to be going after crappies, walleyes, or I mean, these cold water temps for walleyes, they just a lot of times don't work out. Yeah, they can be tough. It's the post-spawn time period, and they're, uh, they're uh, coming back from the areas they were congregated in. They can, can just be a little tight-lipped, and, you know, we're on Memorial Day weekend, they need to pick up. But sometimes it can be a little tough on walleyes for the opener. One of the things that, you know, with this COVID-19 thing and you guys weren't able to do with the DNR was do the egg stripping and everything this year. Uh, what kind of played into that? Was there social distancing or was there just the handling of the fish? What what was all? Yeah, it was just a concern about keeping staff healthy. Um, it was going to be really tough to do that egg take while maintaining social distancing. And so... Um, Discretion was the better part of value there, valor there. And, um, you know, missing one year class of walleyes is okay. That's a normal type situation in many natural systems. Uh, the, the fish around those year classes can compensate and do well. Um, but we, and we can do, you know, some of that makeup stop, stocking in 2021 is, is kind of the plan. So, yep, it was an unfortunate situation and, and, I guess people are in a lot tougher spots in some places than than missing some fish stocking. So 
So, yep, just keeping those type of things in mind. One of the things, though, you were able to stock this year, though, were trout. And so those that like to go into the Crosby mine pits and those areas, and I know a lot of people on opener like to do that, those actually were stocked. Yeah, rainbow trout, brook trout, those are going to be great options for you to be thinking about if you're uh, if you've done any of that at all, it's a, a great experience. Sometimes you can stay away from crowds um, by doing that. You can do shore fishing in the there's shore fishing spots in the Cayuga Country um, area, and those trout, you know, they they uh, will swim all over the water column and and be close to shore sometimes. So shore fishing is an option, even on those um, lakes too. So neat option and then the the rivers too i mean we're lucky to be right around here um, we're asking folks to fish close to home and it, it's great here in the brainerd area or in your listening area there's hundreds of water bodies to fish close to home and uh you know the crow wing river the mississippi river the pine river are options that uh are, are non-traditional options that um you know might get you away from the crowds and and be something different that you could uh, try out. That's. I think that's what I'm going to do uh, this year for openers. I think I'm going to shore fish, to be honest with you. And and there are so many great shore fishing opportunities here in this area. Yeah, um, you know, particularly rivers can be really good shore fishing areas. Um, you can have those bends in the river where you have deep holes near shore. Um, and, um, you know, there's fish are, let's face it, fish are still congregating um, in these pools and the slack water areas below dams. Um, and we have a few of those around here. So a neat opportunity. For sure. Now, the land for those that do want to get out on the water, though, uh, Mark, what are the landings looking at right now? And what can anglers expect when they go into the landings? There are going to be a lot of staff from the DNR there, or are they basically, is it just going to be kind of business as usual? The DNR Parks and Trails uh, Division has done a great job with reduced staff getting those accesses ready. The, all the accesses in this listing area are, are usable. They don't have them exactly how they want them, but they've got them all usable. They, with the skeleton staff, they've got around to all these and gotten them ready. Um, as for access inspections, um, I'm not quite sure what to expect on access inspections. I don't... Uh, uh, I know that the um, seasonal labor, some of the seasonal labor has, have not been able to come back as quickly. So um, just keeping in mind, you know, keeping that social distancing at the ramps is what we're looking for and so that everyone can have a, a fun and safe, uh, happy experience out there. That's for sure. Uh, anything change, Mark, on regulations or anything? Great. Great question. Um, in the in our listing area uh, area here, Mitchell Lake is the one lake we've had a regulation change that had a northern pike regulation of a minimum size of 30 inch pike. Now we've opened that up so that you can um, harvest pike below 24 inches, uh, up to three. Um, so we put the that 24 to 36 inch protected slot on Mitchell Lake. That is. Uh, that is uh, in a few other places like the missions and the rabbits um, that, that's been favorable. And uh, so that does open a few pike up uh, for harvest on Mitchell Lake. Um, some of our other special red waters have stayed the same, like the panfish uh, bag of five lakes. Um, 
And then remember those the, the statewide pike reg that is, has been around for a few years now, that um, still people are getting a little bit used to that, where it's a 22 to 26-inch protected slot. But you can keep up to 10 of those smaller pike, and uh, those add up in the pan, um, you know, even compared to bluegills, a nice big bluegill. So it's up to keep in mind. One last question before we let you go, Mark. Are you going to be able to get out? <laughs> yeah. I'm planning to take the family and uh, maybe do a little trout fishing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I I, I think I'm going to target crappies this weekend. So yeah, it's going to be. A, I I think it'll it'll be a great opener. It's going to be different than it always has been. But you know, we've been living in crazy times right now, so um, we just got to make the best of it. Yeah, hope everyone has a, a happy and safe opener and uh, fish close to home and uh, keep that distancing out then but just still great to be out in minnesota fishing on opening weekend mark bodjikalupi he is the fisheries manager here at crowing county and southern cass county mark i appreciate it keep up the good work and uh stay safe and we'll talk to you soon okay thanks so much brian you too Helping us out with our fishing opener special is Gander uh, RV and Outdoors here in Baxter, and Galen Pagel joins us. Uh, Galen is the manager over there. Uh, how you doing, Galen? Uh, doing very well, Brian. Thanks for asking, and uh, wow, what a beautiful weekend we got ahead of us. Yeah, and nice to be able to get outside, no doubt about that. I wanted to touch right away on what you guys there at uh, Gander Outdoors and RV have, because you know, people are looking at fishing combos, they're looking at live bait, or they're looking at anything that they need for this weekend. Swing in, you guys got it. You bet, Brian. We've got it. Uh, we've got uh, every minnow that's guaranteed to catch fish or die trying. We got the crappie <laughs> minnows. <laughs> we got the sucker minnows. We've got uh, a lot of rainbows. I mean, they're, they're just filling them up here uh, right now, as a matter of fact, and uh, they're going to be refilling them throughout the weekend because we expect quite a crowd. Uh, also, I uh, want to point out that, uh, you know, really when it comes to fishing gear, we have everything that you could need. In fact, if we don't have it, you probably don't need it. It's a huge 5,000-square-foot corner of our building that has nothing but fishing rods and equipment and tackle, and uh, you'll be amazed at how low the prices are. It's really nice. Yeah. You, matter of fact, you, you and I were talking off-air. You've got some combos that are pretty cheap right now. You know what? I do. I've got a, a whole slew of them. Uh, a rod and reel combo starting at twenty four ninety five, and that includes the rod and the reel. I mean, it's just uh, pretty amazing. Could even get uh, four for less than hundred bucks. Real good deal. Sometimes things break. There's no doubt about that. Or you forget things at home, uh, stuff like that. So make sure you can swing in there and take advantage of those great deals. I also wanted to talk a little bit about the RV side of things too, Galen, because uh, RV season's coming up, and I have to think people are looking forward to that because it's something that we can still do. You know what? Absolutely right, Brian. Uh, it is something we can still do. And I know there's uh, been some talk back and forth about where and how, but I just uh, just come on in and talk to our specialists. We'll let you know where you can go camping. There's uh, hundreds of thousands of acres available out there, and we can point it out to you. The other thing I'd like to point out is, uh, you know, nothing more fun than uh, throwing a few rods in an RV and just heading off into the sunset and finding somewhere to go uh, go rest and relax and put back what the world takes away and, and get that rest. Uh, we uh, we certainly enjoyed ourselves and enjoy helping people out. We actually had a record month, Brian, last month uh, and sold more RVs than we have in the 13 months that we've been open. So people are definitely thinking about camping. What's the process if somebody wants to do that with all the social distancing and everything right now to uh, purchase an RV? I'm really glad you asked that, Brian, because uh, we uh, all high-touch areas are being sanitized uh, every hour on the hour. 
And uh, we also have gloves and masks available for those that choose to use that. But we do uh, allow folks to come inside. Our, our square footage here is 130,000 square feet. We have over 60 uh, RVs inside. We're actually the largest show floor in the Midwest. So uh, people will have plenty of room to uh, not bump into anybody. We can handle a large crowd. And uh, we also have, uh, you know, bathrooms being cleansed every hour on the hour. we got... Uh, uh, someone who's hired specially just to do that all day long so that people are kept safe. And we also have hand sanitizer on hand. Uh, just quite a uh, quite an array of following the CDC specialties so you can shop, have fun, and be safe. That's for sure. And you guys are right there on 371 in Baxter. If people want more information or want to get a hold of you guys there, Galen, how can they do that? Well, you know what? Uh, one of the ways is uh, you can uh, find us on uh on Facebook, you, folks, if you want to give us a call, the number is one eight seven seven eight seven three two one eight eight, and give us a call anytime. There's always a receptionist here to pick up the phone and uh, answer your questions or get you to someone who can. There you go. That's uh, Galen Pagel with uh, Gander Outdoors and RV right there in Baxter, helping us out with our fishing opener special. We appreciate that uh, here on Brainerd Outdoors. Galen, have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. You too, Brian. Thanks much. And that's going to put a wrap on our fishing opener special. Uh, social distance while you're out there. Be courteous at the landings and uh, follow your reg book and go catch yourself some fish. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors at its regular time, Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5. You can also stream us online at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, so you're away from your radio. Uh, you can get us that way. You can also download the B93.3 app to stream us. And we're all over the podcast networks as well. So wherever you download your favorite podcast, search Brainerd Outdoors. Catch us that way. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Vimerd Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Ice Sports Custom Fish Houses, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.